The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 76 the Great British Chief Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and our headlines editor, Tom Childs. This week, we're diving headfirst into our headlines to give you our favorite stories this week from Chief's Kingdom. But first... The, their version of the fridge. Here comes yep. Don Terry Poe in. Well, he's no stranger to the end zone. Crowd loves this. The biggest man to score a touchdown in a long time, and uh-oh. Right. There we go. It, it was a run because they, they flipped it to him on a lateral. They got a He's going to take it. Look at this. He's going to throw. Touchdown. Oh, my. Oh, look at the players. What a wicked game to play to make me feel this way. What a wicked thing to do. So let me dream of you. Oh, and the snap to Noah Gray inside as Mahomes was diverting attention by pointing over to Kelsey, and it's a Kansas City touchdown. So, Tom, last week we were talking about rivalries, and this week I thought we should really start talking about sportsmanship in sports. Uh, and is it just a British thing? Because... Well, it wouldn't be sportsmanship in work, would it? But yeah, go on, no. <laughs> okay. Workmanship, yeah, uh, that's a different topic, isn't it? But um, is it just a British thing? Because we feel a bit wrong, wronged here, don't we? Because we're bringing up the Ashes again, we're bringing up the cricket and there was a very controversial call, wasn't there? There was uh, a player, an England player, ran out uh, or stumped, as the uh, the phrase is, and it was all above board and illegal in the game, but it is frowned upon in the game. So we thought we'd talk about sportsmanship, and like I said, is it is it just a British thing? Are we the ones that kind of follow that rule, or is it the rest of the world just like they likes to take it out on the British, you know? I mean, you're kind of putting our entire country on a very high pedestal there. Like, 
with the do-gooders. You sitting in your ivory tower there, just, you know, like, come on. Um, come take a ride on Brad's high horse. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Um, I've, if we go into the, the particular incident you're talking about, the England stumping, and, like, yeah. I accept that this is going to be an alien language to most of our listeners, but what Australia did by the rules was okay it was perfectly legal but yeah. there's a very famous term in cricket and it's the term is literally it's just not cricket just and not. because it's not it's just not cricket it's something that you can do but you shouldn't do because it's just not cricket and i've been trying all day since you told me we we're going to talk about this because obviously it has rolled a few feathers yeah. over here in the uk or especially in england i've been trying to think of examples where there's an obvious loophole in a sport, but no one takes it. And the only one I can think of is in the Tour de France. Yeah. Like it would be like the equivalent of obviously the last leg, anyone that's a Tour de France fan um, uh, will know about this, but they obviously have the tour, but in the last, very last race, as it were, it's just a procession mm. to get the winner over the line. Like no one races each other truly in the last leg in Paris. So no one could actually go ahead and take the yellow jersey off someone on the last leg, but it would be like someone actually doing that. It would be like, <laughs> <I> do it. <laughs> yeah, it would be like someone actually. Okay, I know this is what happens. No one actually races in the last leg. It's just like a procession, a parade for the winner. But it would be like someone just going to thank you, Lance Armstrong, like and just overtaking him on the last minute. Like they probably should have done that. In all fairness, yeah, but it'd be like someone doing that on the last, like on the Champs Elysees in Paris, uh, the very last stretch, last stray, and someone just flying past them. That it's a loophole, but no one actually does it. Where yesterday the Aussies, they actually done it. They took advantage of a very small, a very big loophole in cricket, and they weren't sorry about it at all. At all, and that's kind of what's riled people up. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing I can think of is um, in basketball terms. Let's let let's make it American here. Basketball terms: if the other team, if one of the teams is like completely streets ahead, lights out the best team, and they score, you know, a hundred points, and the other team's on the sixty, they, they don't score near the end when they, they just run the clock out, don't they? they if you know, mm. they, they just don't like lay it on the other team that have just been absolutely wiped. No. Um, but it's almost like that is almost like another sportsmanship thing, isn't it? It's it's the honour of the court, or honour of the of the game, yeah. not to do that. But then you go ahead and just I don't know, just slammed up. There's, a, there. there's quite a funny video. I think it's the Golden State Warriors when Kevin Durant was there, and all basketball fans would have seen this particular clip where they put on their kids or their younger players for the last couple of minutes, and one of them does like a windmill dunk. And there's a video of just like Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and Clay Thompson all just like, what are you doing? We did it straight away. Steve Kerr goes up to him. He's like, we don't do that here. We don't do this here. So I suppose it's a loophole. I suppose it's, I mean, points are there to be scored. Maybe that he was fearful of a 42-point comeback in the last minute. Maybe he was watching too much Tracy McGrady against the Spurs in 2005 or whenever it was. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Let's, let's, go into the, let's go into the term sportsmanship because i thought I, I thought i'd have a look in the uh collins dictionary not yeah. the oxford english but the collins dictionary um for the actual meaning of the word sportsmanship and sportsmanship is described as sportsmanship is behavior and attitudes that show respect for the rules of the game and the other players so what incidents can you think of in terms of sportsmanship where 
it hasn't happened in the NFL and maybe more specifically with the Chiefs? Oh, you know what? It's probably, Lord of Tebow is probably one of them. Completely unnecessary, but completely entertaining. Yeah. Was it bad sportsmanship? It happened on Christmas Day. Probably ruined a lot of Broncos fans' Christmas Day. Yes, absolutely, I agree with it. But only because we were on the end of it. Like, is that is this where it's where you stand on it? Is like, is this just everyone's opinion? It's okay if it's your team, your your player, or whoever get gaining the advantage. But if you're on the end of it, is that what makes it worse? I think it does. I think I don't think the Aussies are that bothered by it. They really aren't. They would just won the next the next uh, test, haven't they? In the, in their game in the Ashes, and uh, it's I don't think they're that particularly bothered. It is definitely the, the the more disgruntled party is the one that feels a bit wrong done by as well. And and it's something that it questions what's going to happen in the in future games after that because there's another three tests to come, isn't there? Or potentially yeah. another three tests to come, and. How is that going to play out now? Are the, are the England players then going to start playing a bit more like the Aussies do, going yeah. completely against the sportsmanship rule or unwritten rule, let's say? I suppose if you bring it back to the Chiefs, because yeah. I don't really, really, really want to avoid making this a cricket podcast because I really don't think it's our, our niche within Chiefs Kingdom right now to no. be going, going down that route. But yeah. um, if as, the only thing I can think of when it comes to the Chiefs that wasn't showboating, because I think the... The Tebow pass and all of that and the Hungry Pig, right? All just like the Ring of Ring of Roses play and stuff like that. That is absolutely the Chiefs piss taking. Yeah. Because they can. But the only one I can think of where a player's maybe used a loophole and then cheated to gain an advantage, the one I can think of, and, it, and I hate to bring this up, is the Chris Jones-Tom Brady incident in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. When Chris Jones clearly didn't touch... Tom Brady's helmet didn't mean to be rude. Um, but Tom Brady obviously made a meal. He flopped, I suppose, in what Americans would call it. Yeah. That's using a rule. Like he knew the head rule. Yeah. Again, not being rude. He knew he knew that he knew the rule that someone touches someone's helmet. Again, not yeah. being rude. <laughs> then, um innuendo then, bingo, this mate. Yeah, yeah. Then he he knew that he knew what he was doing, basically what I'm trying to say, Tom Brady. And I think Chris yeah. Jones knows that because that's, you're talking about the England like rivalry, like spiraling now and what's going to happen in these tests between England and Australia. That's kind of happened with Chris Jones and Tom Brady because those two yeah. players absolutely despise each other now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. And, and it's, it, it's going to add that spice, isn't it? That's the, that's the thing. And, uh, and, I'm trying to rack my brains about what team has done something else that's really kind of unforgivable. And I can't think of one. I can't think of well, many. Well, the Raiders. Players. Well, there's the Raiders, yeah. You've got the Raiders. the Raiders. I mean, that, that wasn't actually in a game, was it? And there wasn't really a rule about it. It's just something you just do not do. You don't go ahead and dance on um, another team's logo. Yeah, um, it, it's just. I mean, that that's even from stem from college as well, because that, that happened before in the in the college game, didn't it? I can't yeah. remember who it was, but um, and there was almost a riot about it. So that is obviously an unwritten rule that you just do not disrespect the other team's logo. Well, here's one: Kenny Pickett in college a couple of years ago, he was going through and he done the fake slide. Do you remember? Oh, he done the fake slide, yes. which made the defense pull up, and then he went and ran he carried on a touchdown. He carried on. That is, yeah, that's, that, that, that in that's itself is using that wasn't using a loophole, and I, I believe 
correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the NCAA have completely closed that straight away and said you can't do that. Class is an illegal play now. Really? The whole fake, fake. Yeah, I, I believe so. The fake slide is wow. now an illegal play because fair play to Kenny Pickett. It worked for him at the time, but it was it was a bit uncalled for. And, it, and that would, for me, that would come under the term it's just not cricket because those rules in particular are there to protect quarterbacks. And the defender himself was trying to protect himself and the quarterback. And Kenny Pickett just thought, basically, yeah, mug, I'm going to take advantage of this. So maybe that was one. And the other one I can think of is the Titans versus Bill Belichick from a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember it, where mm. it was the penalty call, where they, they used the rule of a the play clock start or the clock starting after a penalty and they just kept taking offside penalty after offside penalty. And they, I think they ran off like two or three minutes of the clock and before they even punted, it was, it was genius at the time. Everyone was, was loving it. But I believe, I think that the, the rule had been outlawed since then, because I don't think the NFL and the American football wins particular like these loopholes because they don't want anyone outsmarting them. And if you, I suppose in a way, if you found every loophole in the sport, Spygate, Deflategate, you you might come across as cheaters. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. I mean, but it's it goes back to the question I'm saying, really, because I, I know I, I, I kind of made it where it was uh, international in a way, where I was saying, is it just a British thing where we have to have this like kind of like you know, unwritten rules? I mean, like, oh, that's so not cricket, you know, we, we can't do that. We don't do that around here. But do other nations kind of exploit that when they're playing it in sports? And I honestly think the NFL has more trick plays and stuff to uh, like obviously outsmart the the opposition. Um, and it's almost encouraged that this is yeah, but is it, is it normal. Trick play? You've got to do yeah. you've got to do trick things or cheat things to actually win. Gadget stuff. Yeah, are you, are you trying? Are you trying to say like, like Tyreek Hill when he first came to the NFL was like the ultimate bad sportsmanship because he was? <laughs> yeah. like, I, I don't know. I don't. I I think it's taking the do. I think it's bad sportsmanship. No, and it was sometimes trick plays are there for an advantage. That's they are they mean, gain like... they gain an advantage and like, do we want the NFL of the nineteen fifties and sixties where everyone just runs behind their offensive line and. Just it's just running back, running back, running back. No, I like the the whole point of the NFL is to evolve and become more creative, become more entertaining. In the day, the game is about points, and they want more points. And you could argue that Patrick Mahomes is a walking bad sportsman, like in terms of sportsmanship, (laughs) because of all the different stuff that he, all the groundbreaking, all the innovative stuff that he does would probably 30 years ago been defined under bad sportsmanship. I don't know. I'm I'm here for it. I like creative play corners. I love the fact that Andy Reid gives the Chiefs so much freedom. Like some of the my favorite plays in the last few years have all been like creative plays that we've not seen before, trick plays in the Chiefs. Like I always remember the touchdown. I think it was against the Panthers that we scored when Mahomes himself went in motion yeah. and caught the ball. <laughs> Whilst in motion, caught the snap whilst in motion. Like, we don't see that. It was completely unnecessary, but it was amazing. And they, and I, I want the teams to do it. I don't class trick plays as bad sportsmanship. I class rubbing people's face in it, maybe more so as bad sportsmanship. I don't know. I think NFL have got the balance perfectly right. And so you're more on the, yeah, don't start like getting in people's players' faces because you just got a touchdown, that kind of thing. But bad winning, bad you know, sore winning. 
I don't know because I'm a terrible. Time? I am a terrible winner myself. So yeah, you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I am as well. I must, I must admit. Um, I think we're both bad winners. Um, I think that proved that in Dublin at the you know for the Super Bowl game. But um, but yeah, it, I suppose it, it's it's we're going to have to try and define what really is what I consider as bad sportsmanship. It, in in sports over here, if 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 a player dives in soccer or anything like that, yeah. And, or, or, or tries to get a penalty and stuff like that. That's a lot of the time. That's almost frowned upon, and fans really don't like it. You know, uh, I always remember when a German player came over, Jurgen Klinsmann, all those years ago, and he almost like brought the game of diving you to our shores. So rose tinted glasses. Seriously, the, but, but I bet that, you drink. I bet you drink your tea out of a British mug every morning. That's what I'm saying. Are we, too, are we too British when it comes to sports and stuff like that? Shouldn't we just be like more acceptable? And, and if there is an advantage there, exploit it because it seems like everybody else no, does. No, but you're, well, the sports. way you're putting yourself across is, is, oh, we're British. We don't cheat. We never cheat anything. We don't. Like, come on. <laughs> we cheated ourselves to conquering a third of the world or whatever it was for three, four hundred years. We stole countries. That's what you do. That's how you build an empire. We stole countries with the cunning use of flags. Yeah. <laughs> Just sail around the world and stick a flag in. I claim India for Britain. And they go, you can't claim us, we live here. 500 million of us. Do you have a flag? We don't need a bloody flag. It's our country, you bastard. No flag, no country. You can't have one. That's the rules that I've just made up. Have you got a flag? <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I don't know. I, I, I flag, think no I think you're speaking too highly of our patriots, our compatriots yourself. I, I, I think we're we can be just as scummy as the rest of the world at times when we want to be. I don't, I don't buy this whole well, we don't cheat type thing. Like, no, come on. <laughs> We it's absolutely not do. It's not we cricket. absolutely do. We just don't do it in, just not in the cricket, the cricket side of things. But like, <laughs> we we see England's top goal scorer in football, Harry Kane, consistently dives. And yeah. do we? Raheem Sterling well, he doesn't dive. Yeah, Raheem Sterling in Euro twenty one uh, semi final against Denmark absolutely dived and won England a penalty. That penalty sent England to the final. Do I care? Absolutely not. I don't care. When when football teams time waste for five, ten minutes at a time, I don't care if my team's winning. If my <laughs> team's losing, it's the worst thing in the world. It just I think it entirely depends on where you're at on the side of the argument. I think the cricket thing we're talking about completely different because that is just against the spirit of the game completely. That's right. not how cricket is meant to be played. And I would have felt that way had we been we've been the beneficiaries of it as well. It's just not, I've been a, a former cricket player myself. That is not how the game is played. But in other sports, any advantage you can get, mm. you should absolutely take, providing that it's not gone too far outside of the rules of the game. I don't know. I, I think we're a bit more reserved with things like that, with it being British, where American sports, it's very much encouraged to get the advantage of, against the other team pick out and you know some kind of weakness somewhere or something that you've noticed to exploit yeah, but that's that not office. cheating that's just good planning yeah well, yeah but it depends how you go about it i mean i, well, I still that, remember that one where that i don't know what it was it was a college game or whatever where that that quarterback took that snap and was like shouting to the sideline oh i've got the wrong ball and he's walking towards the line the sidelines and then runs sprints off to the opposition end zone scores a touchdown but to me that would be like well that's just not in the in with the game but in America, 
that's like, yeah, hell of a play. My, great play. My flag football team has the exact same play in our playbook. Yeah. And we have another variation of it as well. Has it worked? Yeah, it has worked. Has it worked? <laughs> yeah. We got the wrong ball. We didn't we haven't done the wrong ball one yet, but we've done the we've done the one where because I play quarterback where someone calls me over from the sideline and then we snap it to a receiver and ah, right. I end up bombing it down the sideline and my receiver you tries a, a throw down the sideline with his noodle arm. But um yeah, um I'm not digging at anyone though. <laughs> <laughs> but um I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm all for trickery creativity. I don't I don't necessarily see it as cheating. I and I do think you need to get out of your ivory tower here, but because right. um, I will do. Yeah, uh, you know I know. So I know not cricket. cricket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then should we have a quick break, mate? Yeah. Right. Uh, when we come back, we will start talking about our headlines. <laughs> Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi there, welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with Brad and Tom. We've got to talk about this. Uh, the Germany ticket debacle. There was 1.4 million people trying to get 58,000 tickets. Madness. Crazy. Um, and we tried it and, well, I mean, we've got tickets. Uh, let's just announce that now. We've got tickets. Yes, we have. Um, for a friend, thankfully. For a friend, thank yes. you very much. Yeah, 1.3 million people were ahead of me in the queue when I logged on. Did you stay on? I did, just just out of sheer stubbornness. I will get to the front of this queue. <laughs> and got there, I did. Yeah, it's, it was mad, like a stressful occasion. And yeah. I accept that we are a lucky pair of guys to be going to this game. We are uh, very lucky. Because there are a lot of people that, want to go to this game and probably are missing out on their first opportunity to see the Chiefs live, to see Patrick Mahomes live. And I do feel sorry for people like that. doesn't mean I'm going to give them my ticket, but I do feel sorry for people. Um, but yeah, just the demand for the NFL in Europe at the moment is just, it's, it's mad. Like the, the, Europe's getting a Super Bowl. Yeah. 100% London is getting a Super Bowl in the next 10 years. Yeah. I'll put money on it. Like, some people might not like it, but it's going to happen. It will be an early kickoff game for a lot of, of Americans, but it will happen because this this market, this European market, is just exploding. And the NFL cannot ignore it. No, they can't. They just can't. They they need to keep 
they need to keep expanding. Whilst what the NFL have done, been clever with is by giving themselves this 17th game. Mm-hmm. This 17th game where you could arguably put them all on neutral sites if you wanted to. That enables the NFL so much freedom to move games around the world. And I think they would be wise to do it because the NFL is a very popular sport, but it's still a baby compared to other sports globally. They're like It's America's favourite sport. It's America's most popular sport. The market outside of America is grow, growing at a rapid rate, but still compared to football slash soccer, compared to basketball, compared to cricket as well. Yeah. The global audience is tiny. Yeah. So they need to continue to push their boundaries. And pushing their boundaries is by putting more games abroad. You can't have, you've got 1.3 million, 4 million Europeans yeah. trying to get tickets for one game. One game, one point. I've never seen anything like it. Like I've been in lines to get tickets before on Ticketmaster, whatever. Never ever have I seen anything like a queue. Because like when the when the thing come out, when they said to me give me my queue number first, I saw it. And I thought one hundred thirty thousand. Christ, I might stand a chance here. But then yeah. I counted the numbers again. I was like, there's seven digits here. Mm. Seven digits. That's mad. Seven digits, no decimal points. I was like, this is madness. And so I just think the NFL are going to have to do it. They're going to have to continue to send games abroad. More in Germany, more in London. Send games maybe, I don't know, to Japan, Australia, Mexico, Brazil. They're going to have to do it because there's such a hungry market for these games. And yes, people will come to the States to see games, but they're your true fanatics that will go across to America to watch games. If you're trying to branch to new audiences, you're trying to entice people into this, this sport, you need to bring games to the people. And I think that's what the NFL are going to do. I, I just I, I just cannot believe the, the number and the sheer size of the fan base that wanted to buy tickets for this one game in Frankfurt, Germany. Ludicrous. Well, put it this way, uh, 1.4 million people, 58,000-seat stadium. You could have sold that stadium 24 times. Jesus. 24 times. And, and that's not going to be lost on the NFL bigwigs. At yeah. all, it's going to be like, hang on a minute, we could re- we've got a gold mine here because clearly there's fans from all over wanting to get, yeah, yeah, games. and we've got one game over there in Germany, right? We we need to put more on for this. And I haven't even it, checked how much are tickets selling for in the secondary market these days. Ugh, I haven't even looked. I dent. Yeah, I just I get I just bought, get angry. About I would have bought a ticket from a towel as much as it would have pained me to do it. I would have bought a ticket from a towel yeah. just to get just to get into the stadium. And I probably would have spent a few hundred pounds or euros or dollars or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. On on getting that ticket. But it must you must be talking what six, seven, eight hundred pounds at least. Must be. Just for a secondary ticket for a regular season game. It's that that'll be in the in the nosebleed seats as well. Yeah. It's just man. I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I'm glad that we're going. I've we've obviously had our flights booked, had our hotel booked for a little while now. The last bit to do was get tickets, and I'm glad yeah. we got there. And but trust us, Chiefs game it's not lost on us. I've said this before, and it is yeah, going to Chiefs games are special. This will be my fifth Chiefs game that I'm going to see. I think what my f- second time seeing my homes, it's not lost on me. I I I I am very very appreciative of, of being able to get hold of a ticket and appreciative to our friend that got us a ticket. Oh, but, absolutely. Um, I do. I. I do feel bad for the people that haven't got a ticket, but at the same time, I still know they're going to have an awesome time, whether they make it to Frankfurt or not. 
Well, that's what we were saying. I mean, we we even said ourselves, look, if 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 we don't get a ticket, then we'll just do what we planned what we we're going to do with the Super Bowl. We're just going to be enjoying ourselves in Miami and just find a bar mm. somewhere. And it was yeah. it was just soaking up that atmosphere, wasn't yeah. it? You know, there was the Super Bowl atmosphere. It was the first one that the Chiefs had for so many years. You know, yeah. for fifty odd years. Um, and and this is probably almost tret like a Super Bowl atmosphere, mm-hmm. really, because. It's one of the first games that the Chiefs are going to be playing. It's the first time they played in 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 Germany, isn't it? Yep. Um. So and and with the game being so huge with the uh, the Tyreek Hill link as well, I think that's probably added the uh, the excitement level to it, and mm. the fact that the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions as well. Everybody wants to watch the champions. So, um, it's yeah, it it, it is insane. And and like I said, I really feel bad for people who who haven't been able to get a ticket, but. You know, hang in there. Apparently, there's going to be resales happening. On what is it? Is it happening now? Is it? I don't know. I don't. I have no idea either. But uh, yeah, if you can get there, please try it. But you will. You will enjoy Frankfurt. You will enjoy Germany because it's such a wonderful place. So, uh, what a week for London today! You've got Tom Childs calling out the Super Bowl for London just after you had John Cena asking for WrestleMania to be in London. (laughs) What a week! What a week! What a week. You know what? John Cena actually follows me on Twitter. I think you've mentioned that before, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I DM'd him asking him how many retweets for a match at WrestleMania. And, oh, uh, right. Well, you were yeah, verified, so he probably th- he probably thought you were trustworthy. Yeah, yeah. He ain't going back to me. <laughs> Are people still on Twitter these days? <laughs> I think I'm in the blue sky in a minute. <laughs> I, I was just doing some I was doing some research into that. Isn't it like an education and teachers platform? Yeah, I think so. for... Uh, <laughs> People are going to use it to like those all those teachers. All those teachers are going to be sat on on um, Twitter and whatnot. And all of a sudden, they're going to come across a meme. It's going to be like, what, what is this? What is all these different memes and videos? Like, all like tigers eating people in the Egyptian Sea and stuff like that. Yeah. Like all these videos that you see on Twitter that sh- shouldn't be anywhere on the internet, but they are. They're going to be popping up. You're going to have only fans, only fans, girls popping up on education <laughs> platforms. Like, like Chiefs content galore. Yeah, yeah. Just like I don't know. Like, yeah, bloody chiefaholic just on there. Doing, I'm back, baby. I just I, I don't know what's going on. Everyone's going to blue sky. Like I'm here for it. Honestly, the whole world seems to be going to the blue sky. And blue sky yeah. are going. Oh my god, what are we going to do here? We're going to blow blow our our one little server that we've got. <laughs> Time to invest in them, I think. Buy shares in Blue Sky. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just keeping on with the kind of uh, international theme at the minute. Uh, our headlines, uh, I found one before. It was actually a few days ago now, but uh, apparently Clyde, Ed- Clyde Edwards-Lair was in London as part of a, an NFL fan experience show that they were going through. And um, he uh, he spoke with NFL uh, Sky Sports reporter Cameron Hogwood about uh, receiving his ring and how being a Super Bowl champion sunk in instantly uh, as soon as the clock struck zero. Um, so he's clearly talking about it. He's clearly very happy that he's received his ring. Um, and he seemed quite happy in London as well. He, was, he, he actually met somebody we knew as well, didn't he, who uh, chased him down relentlessly to try and get autographs off him um yeah he so literally what, had a, some weirdo in the middle of london running yeah. after him um poor clyde probably for who's this guy running after me in a Dwayne bow jersey i don't know what he was in um yeah but, um i thought the the, the edwards Hilaire snippet was fascinating because mm. we haven't heard a lot from him 
in the off season. But a lot's been said well. about him in the off season. Like there was all this discourse. Oh, he didn't show up to this. He didn't show up to this. He was. Yeah. Obs- I think he was a healthy scratch, wasn't he, in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Um, by the way, that's something they need to do away with scratches in the Super Bowl. Let your complete sidetrack here. Let all fifty-three players dress for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, come on, what are you doing, NFL? Just ridiculous. Let all players dress for the Super Bowl. But anyways, but yeah, we haven't really heard a lot about. Edward Zeller this offseason. And for him to come out and speak so openly, so positively mm-hmm. about his Super Bowl experience being the Chiefs looking forward to this season, it was really refreshing to think because there's been this, I don't know, this persona that other people have created for him that he's unhappy, he's looking to get out of the Chiefs. Uh, he's, he's obviously, he might be traded, all of this, but this guy's clearly switched on and looking forward to new season. I, I, I liked it from him. I enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely some positive positivity coming out of, uh, especially the Chiefs organization itself. You know, they, they're happy to, happy to have him around still and everything. And uh, he's clearly got a, pl- a part to play in this team, whatever that's going to be. Um, but yeah, he seemed very positive. I was, yeah, I was quite impressed with him actually. Um, and and he, I think he, da- I, do, I do think he has a part to play as well yeah, in this offense. He does, yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely fine with a running back stable of. Uh, Edward Zeller, Jared McKinnon, and Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. I think that's fine. It's more enough to. Clyde Edward Zeller was dealing at the start of last season. He was becoming a very good option, especially in the passing attack. This famous Clyde Edward Zeller out the backfield catching passes finally turned up for the first few weeks of the season. It's only when he really got injured that yeah. he kind of fell off. And that obviously that paved the way for uh, Pacheco and Jared McKinnon. Like, he's probably not the most well rounded of all those three running backs, but. He certainly offers something. You know, I'm more than happy for him to be here for his final year. Would it be his final year? No. Uh, no, he's good. No, yes, it would be. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, his fourth, it's his fourth year, yeah. yeah. This would be his final year of his contract. Let him play it out. Let him play it out. Let, let's see what we got in, in the guy. Like, are we going to pay him? Are we going to give him a second contract? Probably not. Oh, is there going to be someone else wearing the 25 jersey next year? Probably Yes. But whilst we've got him, we might as well enjoy him just run him to the grounds at the same time. I think we probably will use him more, just like you said, run him in the ground. <laughs> use him as much as we can. <laughs> I mean, it's, it sounds brutal to talk yeah. about that, about another human being, but in the day, the Vikings have just literally released Dalvin Cook at 27 years old. Like, it's just... I don't want to go into the running back value conversation because it's such a boring conversation. That was actually one of the uh, yeah. lines, but I haven't put it in this yeah, one. I'm not, <laughs> I, I don't want to go into that, but I think if you can, you're in situations where you're winning games, you want to run the football, keep Isaiah Pacheco healthy because yeah. he's going to be your running back in two years' time. And if you trust Edward Zeller enough in those situations, put him out there. Yeah. Let him run the ball in those situations. They keep the chains moving in the third and the fourth quarter where they've got a two-score lead or whatever it was. Don't 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 ruin Pacheco now because we're going to need him mm. for two or three years. But in, in Edwards Alaire, you've got a guy you know you're not going to be paying, you're not going to be keeping around. Might as well use him in the third and fourth quarter. You might use him, yeah. You might use him all season and then use Pacheco in the in the playoffs. Who knows? I, I, I don't know what. Why not? Why not? Why yeah. Not? Yeah. Yeah. Save the young kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the other hour headline I want to bring up was um, Kelsey isn't getting bogged down basically about money talk. Um, it just showed the maturity of Kelsey right now. Uh, the fact that he was asked obviously the question about you know are you you know bothered that you should be actually getting paid more and he was like yeah 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 I should be getting paid more but I'm not really fussed. 
Um, he's more of a team player. He wants to win, and that's why he's at the, at the Chiefs. And I thought, great answer. It's almost like I'm trying to put this in a way that won't be misconstrued, but uh, let me think of another example. It's almost like, I don't know, like a boxer turning down a fight because he knew he'd win anyway. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I could get paid, but I'm not going to win. I'm not going to bother. Yeah, I could I could take the paycheck. Like Tyson Fury won't fight, what's his face, Dylan White anymore. He knows he'll get paid for it if he fights him, but he's not going to fight him because he knows he's not a challenge. He knows he's going to win. That's kind of what it's like for Travis Kelsey. He knows he could get paid more. He knows his value, but he's just not bothered. And he knows that he can make money elsewhere. He knows that in Tyson Fury, right, he could make money by Deontay Wilder again or or even potentially getting a fight with Anthony Joshua. But in Travis Kelsey's term, he's like, I can get money from elsewhere. He's just got an advert out with Bud Light. Gone down the whole Mahomes angle where he's not actually advertising a beer, but it looks like he's advertising the beer at the same time. It's beer grunts instead. I, I just think Kelsey's just a, such a smart man and clearly cares about his on-field legacy more than his uh, paycheck. That's not to say he doesn't care about his paycheck. He's still getting paid a tidy amount of money, but he knows that he has got a career after football waiting for him in entertainment or in punditry or whatever way avenue he goes down. He's such a charismatic guy. He's got so much money to make after his career. He doesn't need to make that much money during during the Chiefs. He can, he's more than happy just to sit there and just build a legacy. And also, he probably knows that his time's running out as well. Like he's yeah, he's definitely in the the back third or quarter of his career. So maybe he just wants to get as many rings as as much success under his belt as possible before then. He's definitely in a unique position because he, like you said, he's he's obviously got that ability to to walk away from uh, actually playing the sport and then obviously doing all his commentary work and stuff like that. He could, he, I think he'd be a hell of a commentator. I think he'd be one hell of a great, uh, it'd be like he's another podcaster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's not quite really. as good as us two, but he's still a good podcaster. I mean, you know, we can give him a few pointers if he wants to contact us, you know, just to, uh, you know, make yeah. sure to take off a little bit more, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I, th- I think, I think it makes that decision easier for him that he doesn't really need to pick up the paycheck while playing because like you said he knows he's going to get more after he plays and mm-hmm. and i think building that legacy helps cement that later on down the line as well um yeah. he's got more about him than gronk put it that way <laughs> any excuse for you to take a dig at the patriots any excuse can't stand them I, lo- I like gronk i like him i don't like him uh. nah. Can't. I won't tell him to his face. I'm not like one of those guys that, you know, just called out Kelsey for running soft. Who was that guy? Oh, well, the guy from Vast, not Vastal. It was part of my take podcast. That's the one, yeah. Really, Kelsey from part of my take. Soft. Oh, but Kelsey creep, agreed man. with him. What? Have you not seen the, the backup video, the secondary video to that? Oh, yeah, wait, but Kelsey's with him? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Kelsey yeah, agreed that. with him. Kelsey agreed with him. He said at times he does run soft. So... No, it's just it's just intelligent football. It's not running soft. It's intelligent. It's just making sure that you're just ready for the next play. I love the fact that you're more bothered about this than Travis is. <laughs> I'm not bothered by it, Tom. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Fine. Clearly, he's not bogged down with the money. He's not bogged down with the fact that somebody's calling him. He's running soft. Uh, and he's clearly not, not fussed to the fact that he's just winning golf tournaments as well. Um, him and Mahomes just literally laid down the smack, and that was it. It was. Is there anything that they that those two can't do? I bet they're crap at football. 
Flash do, you re- do you reckon? Oh, actually, I've seen Mahomes try and kick a football before when he was doing yeah. the Bayern Munich thing, and he wasn't that good at that. I must yeah. admit. So, I reckon that's. I reckon that's probably the one thing. Maybe backgammon as well, but I reckon that and backgammon. Football slash soccer. No, no, no. Football slash soccer are the, the two things that I'm better than Patrick Mahomes at. Oh, that's something to really tell the grandkids that. And I'm better than Patrick Mahomes at playing football. And you could just say, I'm because our kids obviously won't speak American English. We can just say to them, oh, I'm better than Patrick Mahomes at football. And they yeah. won't know what football I mean. Ah, yeah. 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 Oh, we'll try that. My son will, <laughs> my son will just laugh. <laughs> yeah. Dad, I've seen you play football. You're crap. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there was a time, right? I know I'm, I am keep telling these stories. I go off on a little tangent, but there was a time when I told my son when he was little that uh, I, I I could do this Ronaldo trick, right? It was like a bit of a, like, you know, step overs and stuff like that, right? And we were playing football in the park. The park was packed, right? And the ball went over the fence and he kicked, he, he ran over to go and get the ball, threw it over the fence. He goes, Dad! Show us that Ronaldo play that you can do. <laughs> Everyone just turns out. The whole yeah. part was just laughing, like looking yeah. at me, going, "Go on, then, son, do it." Yeah. <laughs> Put your money where your mouth is. Come on. <laughs> I was like, "Shut up, shut up." Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, next hour headline I want to mention is um, it's a quick one, really. I mean, it's something that everybody knows already. Uh, the twenty twenty three NFL head coach rankings: Andy Reid remains number one. I think it's fair. I do. It's fair, isn't it? I, I I know the CBS article that you're referencing there. It was headlines yesterday. Yeah. Uh, lead headlines. I think it's completely fair because it makes a good point saying that whilst Bill Belichick is the best of all time, mm. which is also completely fair, Andy Reid is miles and miles ahead of him right now. Yeah, it's not even funny now. Nobody's even talking about Belichick in the minute. But everybody's obviously clearly talking about uh, about Andy Reid. Um, yeah. I think but, you look at the quarterback transitions, don't you? Yeah, you yeah. Why Andy Reid was good. Well, I would argue great with Alex Smith. He was, yeah. But then with Mahomes, he went up a level. Where Bel- Belichick was incredible with Tom Brady, but since Tom Brady's gone, it's all kind of spiraled out of control. And I accept that you are going from the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. to Mac Jones. And there's obviously going to be a transition there. I don't think there was Cam Newton in the middle of that as well. So you have got that massive talent drop-off. But where Chiefs can prove at times they can survive without Patrick Mahomes. They've had Chad Henney in there. We've had good game plans. We beat we were the Vikings in the Super Bowl winning, the first Super Bowl winning season with Chad Henney at quarterback. We've obviously beaten the Browns with Chad Henney at quarterback. We've beaten the Jags with playing Jack. Playoff games and talking with Chad Henney in a quarterback at times, and that we're we're doing that because we've got Andy Reid, where Bill Belichick has yet to really show that he can get the best out of the Patriots without Tom Brady. And I think that's what the difference is right now is that the game has kind of advanced too much offensively for Bill Belichick's defensive mastermind to mm-hmm. make that make up for the deficit at quarterback, where before it was just a perfect marriage of outstanding quarterback playing Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's defensive mastermind where the NFL is kind of now very heavily favoured towards the offence and that's where somewhere where Andy Reid just excels. And a very crap AFC East for the, uh, two decades. That helps. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, 
The uh, the other thing I would actually argue as well that Belichick wasn't particularly great when he was at the Browns, was it? I mean, that was his first gig. Like that was his first gig. But I mean, yeah, Andy but... Reid's gone from like the Eagles, who got them to a Super Bowl, and then he obviously you know left there and obviously went to the Chiefs, who were he got coming fired off from he got fired game. from Philly. Remember, he was actually yes, he yeah, got he... fired. I think it was, I think his last season they were four and twelve. They seem to do that with the Super Bowl coaches, though, don't they? <laughs> Didn't they fire Doug Pedersen or something like that after like yeah. Suppose, after winning it. Andy Reid Andy Reid wasn't all great in Philadelphia where he has been all great in Kansas City like yeah. otherwise in nine seasons no losing seasons nine and seven is our worst record two Super Bowl wins yeah AFC Championships AFC West titles I don't need to go on about what Andy Reid's done in Kansas City but he wasn't like as dominant as he was in Philly yeah. so I think it's hard to kind of judge Bill Belichick by his time in Cleveland considering how much and how long a time he done so well for the pages. It's not like they had a short era of dominance. They had like three, like three spurts of dominance whilst also winning a load of AFC East titles. I think, I think, I still think Bill Belichick overall is the best coach of all time. And I still think that he will be regarded as that. But if Andy Reid maybe gets two more Super Bowl wins mm. with Patrick Mahomes, then there's a conversation to be had. Definitely. Okay, then. I think that's all we've got time for this week because Tom keeps pausing and uh, dying off honestly, mic. <laughs> honestly, Chiefs fans, I have muted myself about 17 times to die off the podcast. I'm Honestly, I feel so rough. I wish I just would die on the podcast, live on the podcast. Like, it'd be interesting for Brad because he'd just be sitting there looking at my corpse and wondering if I'm joking or not. But honestly, I need to go to bed, man. You really do, don't you? I'm, I'm trying to prolong this uh, this podcast as long as possible just so I can watch Tom die. It's great. Great fun. Uh, right, that's all we've got time for this week. We'll be back in two weeks' time to link up with you all again and give you our thoughts on the latest news coming out of Chiefs Kingdom. As always, stick around for more of your favourite podcasts from Arrowhead Pride and make sure to get all of the latest news from our website, arrowheadpride.com. But all that's left to say here is, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.